Welcome to the Avail Leadership Podcast, where our goal is to help you take your leadership to the next level. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we have the privilege of speaking with four of the most influential leaders I have the privilege of knowing. The Expand Leadership Consulting Group is led by Dr. Sam Chand, Pastor Maury Davis, Martine Van Tilborg, and Pastor Jeff Smith. You won't want to miss the multiple insights packed into this podcast, and you'll want to take advantage of our special offers in partnership with Expand. Let's get started. This is the Expand webinar, and uh, we're going to be talking to this Expand consulting group, uh, which is basically an Expand dream team. They are also the four co-authors of this new book, Expand, A Leader's Guide to Explosive Growth. Uh, later on, we're going to talk to you about the book, how you can get it. We're going to talk to you about amazing offers that are really no-brainers that you can connect to. And so four world-class leaders, four world-class leadership consultants whose passion it is to take your vision to the next level. So to, in today's webinar, we're going to be hearing from all four of these. Dr. Sam Chand, who is the practical leadership expert on this Expand Dream Team, Pastor Jeff Scott Smith, who is the organizational health specialist, Pastor Maury Davis, who is the growth architect uh, on the team, and also Martine Van Tilburg, who is the marketing strategist. And so obviously, this is a power-packed uh, 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 Expand consulting group with years, decades of experience, and a wealth of knowledge uh, and understanding to help us as leaders in our organizations get to the next level and truly expand and grow. So here's the biggest question. You know, a, a lot of us have been blessed and have benefited from Dr. Sam Chan's organizations and ministries, all the branches of the Sam Chan world. And here we are on another branch, on a new branch, with this, which is Expand. So uh, it is my privilege to, uh, at the top of the hour here, we're going to hear from him again at the end, but I want to hear from Dr. Sam Chan himself. Dr. Sam, what a privilege to have you here. Talk to us. Why Expand? expand why this expand consulting group thank you so much virgil this is just an amazing opportunity uh, this is the first expand uh webinar uh project presentation that we're ever doing so this is our first one and there are thousands of you watching me right now from all over the world and so from my heart to your heart we're honored that you would be here for the debut, Expand. So how did Expand come about? Uh, all of you who know my work know that I get to work with uh, CEOs and senior pastors and senior leaders of organizations all over the world. And as I was talking to them, literally hundreds of calls during these times, especially during this pandemic time, hundreds of calls with uh, leaders all over the world, it was pretty clear to me how things started emerging and three major needs came up again and again and again all over the world. And when I give you the three needs, you're gonna say, me too. Everyone watching me right now is gonna check off at least two of the three boxes. Most of you will check off all three boxes right now. The greatest need that was, the greatest, the three greatest needs are organizational health, how do we remain healthy during this time as an organization? Organizational growth, do we curl up and die or is this a time for growth? And organizational marketing, 
how do we get a message to a broader audience that is already available to us? And of course, I have been doing practical leadership. So I'll start thinking about those three things specifically, organizational health, organizational growth, organizational marketing. And so I brought together a team of three of the best I know, consultants, trained, experienced, vetted, wise to present to you today. So let me give you a brief on each one of them and then let them run loose. I'll come back later on and try to clean up whatever mess they make. So here we go. Uh, Jeff Smith. Jeff Smith is a, a certified organizational health coach. He pastors a great church in Fredericksburg, Virginia. He has been my friend for many, many years. We have traveled the world together and you will find him to be incisive as well as very, very intuitive in how he helps your organization not only stay healthy, but get healthy if it needs to be there. Pastor Maury Davis uh, is a, a former pastor of a church out of Nashville, Tennessee. He had a very, very large church, a mega church. And right now he's devoting his life to helping leaders literally all over the world to grow their organizations. And every organization he has touched has grown. He's a certified coach. He's an experienced leader. I've traveled all over the world with him. You will love Maury Davis. And then Martine Van Tilburg. Martine and my paths crossed a few years ago. Let me tell you something about Martine. If I had Martine in my life a few years ago, life would be different. Life is wonderful for me right now, but Martine is a marketing genius. And when I say marketing, it's not just, uh, you know, get your website up and just get your social media going. That's all good and wonderful. But Martine thinks how to take you and your message and go broader. So expand today is our debut. I want to introduce my team to you, the top of the top of the top. So virtual, let me throw the ball back at you. So let me get out of the way and let my team roll, the expand team. That's so good. Thank you, Dr. Sam Chand. We are going to be hearing from Dr. Sam Chand again uh, on his contribution and his part on this expand consulting group and we are going to officially get the ball rolling we are on the expand webinar expand uh, our heart is to help you leaders get to the next level and these th this uh, expand dream team uh, is really going to add great value to you and your organization and your leadership so we're going to begin uh, by connecting here with pastor Jeff Scott Smith he is a coach consultant speaker and pastor who partners with leaders and organizations to improve their level of effectiveness, efficiency, and excellence. Uh, he is motivated to elevate leaders, to empower others, to reach their potential. He's the president of JSS Consulting, Inc. He is the lead pastor of Strong Tower Church in Fredericksburg, Virginia, with 20 plus years of working with pastors and leaders. Pastor Jeff is the, uh, he is the organizational health specialist on this expand team. So Pastor Jeff, it's an honor to have you here with us. Tell us a little bit more about your role and your experience in regards to organizational health. Thank you, Virgil, for hosting this. It's good to see you again, my friend. 
And uh, thank you, Dr. Chan, for creating this avenue to add value to others and for inviting me to be a part of this team. And uh, man, after you read all that, I thought to myself, man, somebody else is getting ready to show up and take, take this spot right here. But <laughs> I'm glad to be on with you here today. You know, uh, I've had the opportunity to participate, to lead, to be a part of a number of different organizations over the years. And um, it's interesting that when we talk about organizational health, I think two of the critical times that organizational health becomes kind of a central focus is during times of transition and during times of crisis. And uh, I have had the opportunity to lead during both of those unique kind of contexts. And um, it has been my experience that indeed organizational health becomes something that is vital if that organization is going to have longevity, if it's going to have success. And so uh, I find that to be true in this current context that we're in as we're navigating all of the pandemic, social unrest, economic upheaval. How do we keep our organizations healthy during times where there is so many different things that we're contending with at the same time? Yeah, you know, I think um, one of the things that, that leaders are going through, especially right now, is, is, is this global pandemic, right? None of us had this on our agenda in January, the beginning of the year. All right, let's get prepared for this. Uh, and so how would you say from your experience, even what you're learning now, Pastor Jeff, how does crisis affect creating organizational health? I mean, mm -hmm. I think that's something that could practically help us in these times and in times ahead. You know, crisis puts a demand on us in so many different ways. Uh, particularly this crisis that we're walking through where there is so much unpredictability, where there's so much uncertainty, there is a unique demand that is placed upon us, I think, emotionally, mentally, physically, and for those that are a part of the faith community, spiritually as well. And that fatigue can be draining. It takes a lot out of you having to pivot here and change this and reevaluate this and re-strategize and go back to the drawing board on this particular system or policy. And, and I think in the midst of all of that, there are two big things that, that come to mind uh, as it relates to establishing, creating organizational health. And that is, number one, clarity. Organizations really need clarity in the midst of uncertainty. And I think number two is resilience, the ability to bounce back after maybe having a setback or maybe having a little bit of discouragement that things didn't turn out the way that you had hoped or planned. Uh, so clarity is a big deal and resilience, the ability to bounce back, I think are significantly important uh, for leaders to try to focus on so that organizational health will be a part of their experience. That's really good. You know, I, I think in conversations that I've had, you know, as a lead pastor myself with, with pastors in my community here in South Florida and even abroad uh, is really just, you know, first of all, dealing with the impact of crisis, because, because here's the reality is if, if our organization wasn't healthy before the crisis, you know, what are we to say when crisis hits? And I think, I think that's a good reminder of how important it is, you know, to really have a plan. And, and, I, and, I, and I'll just say, you know, it's so important 
I have been so blessed by having consultants on my side, by having, you know, uh, people that have been, that are further down the road, you know, or maybe their experience has led them to lead in, in areas and in ways that I haven't yet experienced. And I think that's the great value that Expand Consulting Group would bring, would bring to anybody, uh, including your experience, Pastor Jeff. Um, okay, so here's, here's a question that I want to ask you. Um, a lot of times as we're leading in an organization, especially as the organization grows, there's more people on the team. And a lot of times we know that casting vision to our team, you know, is a challenge in and of, in and of itself. And sometimes there can be kind of division uh, between members on the team. How can leaders build collaboration amongst a team that seems or feels divided, especially in these yeah. times? So I think two things. I think one, as a leader, we have to model it. Right. So collaboration is something that we have to every day and in any way possible begin to demonstrate to our team, uh, not going it alone, not being isolated or alienated, for example, in our decision making, but bringing others to the table, uh, including others in the journey. So we have to model it by reaching out to others so many times. I see leaders and they just kind of get themselves in a space where it's just them in their thinking, in their processing, mm -hmm. in their decision making. And that's not really modeling for the organization the power of collaboration. I think I would say also, not only does the leader need to model it, but maybe two critical skills that they can help train their teams in. Number one is the, the ability to have what I call crucial conversations, right? So sometimes teams, that division, that discord can develop because there are crucial conversations that need to be had, but because there is maybe a lack of trust, there's a lack of a feeling of safety within the team or the organization, those crucial conversations aren't had and the reality is, is that just because we don't have them does not mean it's not yet impacting us. Wow. <laughs> Sometimes those crucial conversations, we avoid them, but under the surface, they're developing kind of an undercurrent that is carrying the organization in a direction that we really don't want it to go. So I would really, as a leader, focus in on how to equip my team on having crucial conversations, honest, open, transparent conversations, especially when navigating change and uncertainty. I think the other thing is, is that to help my team to understand what healthy conflict resolution looks like, right? Yeah. So in any organization, on any team, there will be conflict, difference of opinion, difference of perspective, difference of approach. And sometimes what happens is, is we don't know how to navigate difference or conflict in a way that is constructive and healthy. Mm -hmm. When that happens, it ends up being destructive and toxic. And so I think learning how to resolve conflict, because conflict is inevitable. Mm -hmm. How you resolve it is a choice. So conflict is not something that we avoid. It's going to happen. Matter of fact, healthy organizations have conflict. But I've learned that healthy organizations learn how to do it in a way that causes there to be health and there to be a positivity as you navigate that space. That, that's, that's so good. And you know what, Pastor Jeff, before I go on to another question I have, I just want to mention 
Uh, we are here on the Expand webinar live. And uh, I can see here from our chat, we have people from Georgia, from Virginia, from South Africa, Un uh, United Kingdom, Nigeria, uh, Tennessee, Texas. We have somebody from Quito, Ecuador. <laughs> Bienvenidos. Uh, we have uh, people here in Florida, South Africa. Tech. We have people from the Philippines. Uh, Pastor Jeff, we, are, we got some high connections here all over the world. Awesome. And we are here on the Expand webinar. We're talking about Expand, a leader's guide to, to growing, to just, just growth. And uh, we're talking to Pastor Jeff, who is the organizational health specialist on this uh, uh, four-person dream team of the Expand Consulting Group. And you were talking about the importance, uh, Pastor Jeff, of, of really resolving conflict. And, you know, I was thinking this whole, this whole aspect of organizational health, you know, as, as somebody who's maybe new in a city or who's looking to use their gifts in an organization, in a church, you know, it really is attractive when you can see and you can tell there's a, I think people can tell when there's, when something's healthy and something's not healthy. Can you talk a little bit about that? Just the perspective that people have and, and how a, a, an unhealthy, maybe toxic uh, organization is going to drive people out, you know, and keep them out as opposed to maybe an organization where there's health. What does that look like? How does that feel? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe two big points. First big point is this, is that in an organization, clarity cultivates health. Yeah. Second big point is that in an organization, dysfunction deteriorates health. And as you mentioned, people can tell whether or not an organization is healthy. It kind of puts off a certain vibe. It has a certain <laughs> fragrance to it, whether it is healthy or unhealthy. And, and, and what I have found is that when there is dysfunction, when there's a lack of health, what happens internally is that people start disengaging, yeah. right? So when that toxicity starts to become very uh, apparent, people that are in the organization start disengaging, whether we're talking about uh, members, whether we're talking about clients, whether we're talking about customers, when that toxicity begins to rise, people start disengaging. And watch this, new people don't even knock on your door, <laughs> right? So, so the people that you would attract that would want to be a part, they say, ah, I'm, I'm gonna back off till you get to a better stage place and phase in the organization. So that dysfunction, that toxicity can become uh, quite a bit of a barrier. Let me give for those that are on the line, maybe a couple of ideas in terms of signs of toxicity within That's the good. organization, That's right? Good. That's so good. number one, I'm gonna hit these kind of real quickly. We might have time to dr drill down on one or two. The first one is when there is a prevailing negativity. Right. So nobody's smiling. Nobody can laugh at a joke. People are not talking to one another. Prevailing negativity. People just come in with that woe is me, head down kind of posture and disposition. Prevailing mm -hmm. negativity. Number two is then what I call in an organization when people get preoccupied with title and with status. It's when in an organization, you start having people on the team and they're preoccupied with, with getting to maybe the next rung on the ladder. And now you have competition amongst the team. That's an indication that some toxicity is getting in the way. I think number three, quick mention, is when you've got low morale 
and low engagement, low morale and low engagement. Maybe I have time to come back to that one just in a moment. But the fourth one I would say is when an organization starts putting policies over people, hmm. policies over people, that will cause there to be a toxicity or a dysfunction to develop within the organization. The fifth one is this one, silos, hmm. right? When the organization starts to develop silos and now yeah. you've got this department over here and this department over there. Separations, group, yeah. Yeah, you've got all that. And so you've got silos. The sixth one is poor communication. I have found, Virgil, that effective communication has three elements. It has clarity, yeah. accuracy, and timeliness. Mm -hmm. But many times organizations can develop a toxicity when the communication becomes poor because it lacks clarity, accuracy, or timeliness. Number seven is simply this. There's no celebration of accomplishments, achievements. Mm. There's no recognition of the things that people are doing in the organization. And the last one is fear. People just don't want to take a risk. Mm. People don't want to venture out into something new. Those are the eight, I think, signs of uh, toxicity or dysfunction developing in an organization. L let's hit three real quickly here, and, and that is policies over people. This is simply misplaced priorities, right? I remember stepping into an organization during a time of transition, and we were establishing new policies, new systems. And what I had to make sure that I stayed aware of and that our team stayed aware of is that although we're putting in new systems and policies, never are the systems and policies more important than the people we're serving, right? So although we're putting in new systems and policies, I had to make sure that I was aware of how the systems and the policies were affecting the experience of the people. We can get so focused in on this my new system and this is going to make everything better this policy is going to solve all of our problems all the while it's killing the morale the excitement the zeal of the people so you've got to keep the priorities in balance that that fifth one that we talked about silos hmm. silos is definitely a sign that toxicity is developing within the organization I like to say it this way, silos is when separation overrides collaboration, Wow! right? So, so when separation starts overriding collaboration, you find that people start getting now into turf wars. They start getting territorial, yeah. right? Whether it be over resources or people or decision-making or facilities, and everybody has this me, myself, and I mentality you know, it's my group against everybody else. And we lose the health of the organization when silos begin to develop. These are a couple of the things I think that are very, really significant when you start talking about toxicity developing within an organization and ultimately how it impacts not only those internally, but those externally as well. That is leadership gold. I love it. Hey, if you're on the, if you can type in the chat right now, type expand in capital letters because that's what we want to do, help you do in your leadership and your organization to expand and grow. And we have just heard from Pastor Jeff Smith, who is our uh, organizational health specialist on this expand team. So I just want to, I just want to uh, thank you. Everybody's 
saying it on the chat. Come on, expand. We're growing. Uh, I just saw somebody put from the Philippines. It's 1.30 a.m. and I'm here connected. Hey, God bless you. Uh, I saw somebody from Nigeria, from South Africa. Thank you so much for connecting with us. We are on the expand webinar where we want to help leaders expand. This is the Expand Consulting Group. Dr. Sam Chand is leading this team. And let me just, let me just mention before we go to our next speaker, and let me just say, uh, uh, Pastor Jeff, thank you for bringing some insight uh, on uh, organizational health. Uh, if you, if you want to just take a moment and just tell people what they can expect in the book, the Expand book from your, your chapters. Right. Thank you. So in the book, I go into more detail on what organizational health actually looks like. I give you some insight on the questions that are vital for you to answer so that you can provide clarity for your organization. Such questions as why do we exist? How do we behave? What do we do? And more. So I develop those questions for you Good. that help you to establish clarity. And then I talk a little bit about psychological safety in an organization. Yes. Safety is important in order for trust to be developed within the organization. So I talked to you a little bit about safety and trust. And then the last portion uh, of the book that I uh, directly involved in is that of clarity and collaboration. And so those are the big areas, organizational health, safety and trust, and then a little bit on clarity and collaboration. Love it. Hey, so everybody, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about how you can get your hands on this book for free. We are here on the Expand webinar, and you can get a free copy of this new book, Expand, A Leader's Guide to Explosive Growth. I don't think there's anybody here connected that is against explosive growth. In fact, all in favor? I, we're all in favor of explosive growth. You can get your free copy. Uh, you can go to this link. Okay. It's going to be in the chat. The link is helpingleadersucceed.com. Helpingleadersucceed.com. And we're offering today a free 30-day trial expand exclusive access again expand consulting group uh, which is being led by dr sam chand uh, expand exclusive access 30-day free trial um, there's two ways that you can gain access to this expand exclusive uh, offer uh, you can either enroll uh, into the free trial which i just mentioned to you or you can opt to pay uh, for the year up front. Both options will get you a free copy of this brand new book, uh, Expand, A Leader's Guide to Explosive Growth, which you're going to hear uh, and you're going to be able to read about more about organizational health from Pastor Jeff Smith. Um, check it out. Your annual payment options will, in addition to the free book, also give you access to a 15-part training course by Dr. Sam Chand called Who's Shaking Your Ladder? This course normally retails at $179, but uh, it's included for free if you uh, opt for the annual payment option up front. Now, what can you expand, uh, expect, I'm sorry, from the Expand Consulting Group in this uh, exclusive access? Interactive coaching calls. Every month, you'll be able to participate in a one-hour live coaching call that will get you up close and personal with one of the members of the Expand Dream Team. And don't worry, you'll be able to access the archive if you're not able to connect live on those. Secondly, online leadership resources. Our team is going to curate online leadership resources every month, make them available to this community uh, through the member area. And this, uh, this could be on-demand training courses, teaching sessions, or practical video content that will help you, help you take your organization to the next level. Third, resources in the mail. 
our team will hand select certain resources every single month that we're going to mail to your home or to your office. These resources, of course, are relevant and practical as well as inspirational to help you in your leadership journey. And we're going to surprise you every month with something in the mail that's guaranteed to add value to you and your organization. And lastly, one-on-one coaching, one-on-one coaching. Uh, uh, You can book a one-on-one coaching session with one of our four uh, team members inside your member area. You're going to find a calendar from which you can pick your time slot, but don't wait too long because there's going to be limited number of time slots available each week. So again, this is the offer for you. We're about to get to our next uh, uh, leader here, our next uh, author and contributor, part of the dream team here of Expand Consulting Group. Again, if you pay up front for the annual subscription to expand, you know, it, it's, it's, it's $299, which is you're practically getting 50% off discount. Plus you're getting access to Dr. Sam Chan's 15 part. What's uh, shaking your ladder masterclass. Uh, and by the way, you can sign up for this free trial, this free 30 day trial. And after that, if you don't want to continue, you can cancel. No problem. No questions asked. Uh, and if not, your subscription, your subscription will continue monthly, obviously annually, if you go for that option as well. This is an unbelievable offer. We are on expand webinar where we are talking to the expand consulting group experts. And next up, uh, we have Martijn Van Tilborg. He is a man of many talents. I have the, the honor and the pleasure of uh, working close by and seeing how this man works, how he gets in action in his areas of strength. And uh, um, he's a marketing architect. He's a consultant for numerous large organizations. He's a minister, an author, a speaker, as well as a serial entrepreneur. His innovation and passion and tenacity have inspired him to create successful companies, including Four Rivers Media, Media, Kudu Publishing, Dream Releaser Enterprises, The Leverage Group. He's also the co-founder of Avail Leadership. And so, Martine, what a, what a blessing, what, a, what an honor it is to have you here with us as the marketing strategist of the Expand Consulting team. We're curious to hear from you uh, a little bit about not only what's in the book, but what you think is important for leaders, pastors, lead leaders to really know. And I know that you want to touch on four things that we can learn from the story of Shamgar in the book of Judges of the Bible for this 2020 and beyond. Let's hear it, Martin. Well, Virgil, the honor is uh, definitely mine. Uh, Look at the lineup today. It's quite amazing and I'm honored to be part of it. Good to see you again. Yes, yes. Good to be online with you. And yes, today we're going to talk about marketing, but it's going to be a little bit a different angle than what you would expect for marketing because everybody comes to me, especially in this season. um, How do we adapt? How do we innovate? How do we pivot? How do we move forward into the future as it relates to everything going on in this very unexpected year, right? So, so much is coming our way and pastors and leaders are calling me left and right and they're saying, hey, how can we, how can we market? How can we expand? How can we grow? And this, the, the answer to that question is never that simple. There's always, it's always more complex. I say the answer might be simple, but it's just not always easy to implement, right? Mm-hmm. There's, different, it, there's a difference between simplicity and something being easy. And uh, everything takes energy. Everything takes uh, effort. So like you said, I want to extract four principles from a story that we find in the book of Judges. It's the story of Shamgar. And many of you might not even know who Shamgar is because Shamgar only has two verses in the whole Bible. And you may think, how can you extract four principles out of that story? 
but somehow the Lord uh, showed me four principles that actually relate to marketing. Um, now, first of all, I want to say marketing is an interesting thing, right? Marketing in isolation can actually do more uh, wrong than right because marketing exposes the very state of the product that we're trying to sell. Mm -hmm. Let me say it again. Marketing actually exposes the very state of what it is we're trying to sell. Now, in ministry terms, we don't necessarily want to sell ministry, but it talk, we still want to bring our product to market. We want to mm -hmm. add value to the people that we're called to. So even though they might not be a monetary exchange, there is still an exchange for time for value. There's an exchange taking place. Now, before we start marketing, we have to make sure of one thing. Our product has to be good. In <laughs> other words, there's a prerequisite that has to take place that needs to be completed. There has, there's answers that need, or there, there's questions that need answers mm -hmm. before we can start marketing, even from a ministry point of view. Questions like, uh, is my product relevant? Does yeah. it offer value? Is the packaging mm -hmm. done right? Do we have proper distribution in place? Do we have the right systems and structures in place to manage mm -hmm. the product? Uh, what does our customer service process look like? Is our messaging on point? Is it mm -hmm. clear to the consumer what it is they're buying, right? Is right. the price tag reasonable for what we're giving them. Again, this might not be monetary, but there is still an exchange of time for value. There's a transaction yeah. that takes place even in, uh, in the midst of ministry activity as we're mm -hmm. trying to market our organizations. So in order to start the whole marketing process, we have to make sure that our product is good. And many times we just assume it's good but there are certain questions we have to ask ourselves to ensure that it's good because again, marketing is just a mechanism that can expose the true state of the product that we're moving. Yeah. And um, so we want to talk about that a little bit today. <laughs> I like that. And you know, I think, I think that's why it's important to have consultants as a leader because it's very easy for me to think, hey, what I got, it's great. You know, this is great, but there might be a blind spot. And so having consultants you know, like the expand consulting group coming on board and helping me see something, see something I'm not able to see or helping me see something that my own team is not willing to tell me, you know? And I think that the vantage point of having somebody like yourself as a marketing strategist on board can really help add great value to the organization. Yeah. And what better time than to ask ourselves these questions than right now? Um, yeah. Suddenly we're willing to consider all kinds of options simply because we want to stay relevant through this crisis that we're facing. And it seems to be, you know, it's a lot harder than we think. A lot of what we see right now is adaptation versus innovation. Mm -hmm. Adaptation versus innovation. Many leaders come to me and say, how do we innovate? And the best thing they can come up with is to do the same exact thing they've been doing for the last 50 years, just an online version that is actually worse. <laughs> and that, I call that adaptation. We make the best out of the situation. Mm -hmm. But I think there is a unique opportunity a, a, a unique window of time 
in which every leader should ask the question, how does my gift work best in context of the new situation? And I think if we are truly pursuing the answer to that question, that's where innovation happens. It's not a one trick formula. It's not mm -hmm. something that we can just pull out of a hat and then duplicate it across all ministries. It's, it's the responsibility that God lies inside of every leader to figure out where his or her gift fits in context of, of what's going on in the ministry world, his kingdom, and so on. So we're all endowed with the responsibility to figure out where we fit in this season and how we can create an environment for our gift to, to have the maximum impact, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. It makes a lot of sense. And again, uh, um, I'm so encouraged, Martin. We're seeing people from different Nigeria. I'm seeing here so many different states in the U.S. Uh, hey, if you're on right now and you are getting this, you know, if you could put up maybe a high five or a amen to that exclamation point, we'd love to see interaction on the chat. Um, Martin, you know, talking about the fact you're, you're the marketing strategist here on the Expand Consulting Group. We're talking about uh, the new book, Expand, where you contributed along with these other three authors, which are all of our guests today on this webinar. Um, you know, I think it's important to note that we all have giftings in certain areas, but we don't all have all giftings. And I think that it's very possible, um, just kind of on the marketing side, and I'm no expert, but it's very possible to have an amazing product, but not know how to um, promote it. Or, you know, as Christians, we have, you know, Jesus is not a product and the gospel is not a product. It's a gift and it's a blessing, but we can have the most amazing blessing and not know how to communicate it. Yep. And so, you know, what would you say just, just from a marketing standpoint, you know, that's important for leaders and even pastors to understand, you know, these principles that you touch on, on this book? Yeah, first of all, I think it's, it's, it's important to understand one thing, right? So when, when you're called by God, when you have a message received from God, you can be confident that there's a market. So even if you're struggling in the area of marketing, you can still be confident that there is a market waiting for you to deliver that message, to bring yeah. that gift. Why? <clears throat> because God is not stupid, right? Why in the world would he give you a gift if there wasn't an audience that he had in mind for it to reach? And, and I have to think of the story of Moses. Moses was in the backside of the wilderness. He was called through a burning bush. We all know the story. But Moses and the call of Moses was a reaction, was a response of God to the cry of a people. Because there was a people, there was a community in distress crying out to God. God heard their voice acknowledged their problem, decided to do something about it, and went to look for a man to give him a message, right? So yeah. the messenger is not the objective. The message is, messenger is a vehicle to deliver a people. So if you're called by God, if you have a message from God, you can be confident that there is an audience, <clears throat> that there is a market. The key is, and that's where marketing comes in, how do you mm -hmm. connect all the way from the backside of the wilderness to the land of Egypt where the people are you're trying to reach and how do you connect to that audience? Uh, and that's something that, again, is simple. It's just not always easy. Um, but that's where I help organizations do that. So what I want to focus on today is really four points, four learning moments that I personally had as I was reading to the book, through the book of Judges, <coughs> the story of Shamgar. 
And let me just quickly read those two verses that the Bible shares about Shamgar. And I'm going to go into four learning points very quickly that I believe is going to add value to the audience online. Um, it says in uh, chapter 331, after him was Shemgar. So he was one of the judges, the son of Anath, who killed 600 men of the Philistines with an ox goad. And he also delivered Israel. That's quite a story. I mean, wow. 600 Philistines, one man, yeah. with a stick, killing them, and he delivered Israel by doing so. Now, I want to be on Shemgar's team. Uh, you want to know Shemgar's team? He was yeah. a dude. So then when you continue, uh, or that's where it stops. Then it skips a chapter, and then it has one more verse. And it says this. In the days of Shemgar, son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were deserted. The travelers walked along the byways, and village life ceased. So I want to talk about four points. Point number one, deception of success or what we call success. Two, our distribution model and how we should question it. Three, uh, dysfunction in our organization. And four, understanding of community. All right? So Good. first, it is deception of success or what we call success. So mm -hmm. in isolation, you read something about a dude who killed 600 Philistines and brought peace to Israel, you think, I want to be like this guy, right? Mm -hmm. While in reality, come to find out two chapters later, that in the days of Shamgar, which on the surface looked like a very successful era in the history of Israel, the highways were deserted. People walked along the byways, and there was no village life. There was no community. So it's possible to, on the surface, have a, a, a uh, illusion of success, and it's success mm -hmm. that, that, that is still success, but it could be so much greater. Yeah. Right? While there's so many problems going on at the same time. Mm -hmm. There's a saying where I'm from in Holland, and I don't know if it's an English saying or not, but it says, in the land of the blind, the guy with one eye is king. <laughs> right? Yeah. So you could say he's still half blind but because he can see a little bit more than the rest of us, he's like the king. Yeah. And sometimes success needs to be viewed in context of history. Mm -hmm. Because if you read the book of Judges, in context of all the other judges or all the heroes of faith throughout the whole Testament, Shemgar was just a little fish. Mm -hmm. And there could be so much more. Yeah. Uh, I talk, to, talk a lot to ministry, ministries and leaders and I remember having a conversation with somebody about uh, an online initiative that he did that generated $800,000 and he walked me through the campaign. And I could identify three things within five minutes that if we were to fix it, we would triple the revenue. Hmm. But because nobody else was making $800,000 with their event, um, they didn't need my help. Because the success in context of everybody else was so great but the reality was there was so much more we could accomplish with some simple things that we mm. were open for because we were deceived with our own level of success so like shamgar uh, the illusion of success sometimes keeps us from greatness 
And that's mm -hmm. something that we need to evaluate. Uh, we've become comfortable. I posted something on Facebook the other day about this and somebody posted a um, quote from C.S. Lewis. Let me read it to you. And it talks about this uh, in his book, The Weight of Glory. C.S. Lewis says this, it could seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when inf infinite joy is offered to us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what it means, what is, what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. We are far too easily pleased with the results we're getting through our ministry. It's not that we want too much, it's that we want too little. We're far too easily pleased. Wow. One learning moment from Shamgar. Hmm. Learning point two, we need to evaluate our distribution model. It says in the days of Shamgar, the highways were deserted. Hmm. The highways were deserted. The highways are supposed to be the place of activity that moves people from A to B. The highways is the place where the attention of the people is. Yeah. But in the days of Shamgar, the highways were deserted. We like to quote the scripture that where Jesus talks about new wine and old wine skin, but we lack an understanding or we we're unwilling to consider that the wineskins we have are in fact those old wineskins that Jesus talked about. <laughs> what is the infrastructure that we use to distribute ministry value to the community that we're called to? Yeah. I'd say today, if there's one thing we can learn from the story of Shamgar, is that we have to evaluate our distribution model. The very structure that we create and operate within that allows us to bring value to the community we're called to. Does it make sense? 100%. And, and you know, if it happened to retail, if it happened to how we make telephone calls, if it happened to publishing, if it happens to media, what makes us think that we are exempt from the shift in attention in the marketplace as it relates to ministry? We cannot always keep doing the same things we've always been doing for hundreds of years. Mm. We have to evolve with the times and, and, and with that, our distribution model of the way we do ministry. This is not a new concept. Jesus understood this. Remember yeah. when he stood up on Temple Square and he looked at the temple. Now you have to understand that temple was a distribution model. It was the structure through which God ministered to his people for centuries. In fact, God initiated the temple through vision that he gave to King David, who then gave it to his son, who then built the temple, spent time, energy, money, 46 years, and when the temple was dedicated, the glory fell and everybody was touched and it became the epicenter, the very structure through which God ministered to his people until that same God sent somebody else in a different season to declare on that temple square that he had come to destroy it. Hmm. And he shifted the attention to a new distribution model. And we need to learn from these kind of moments where 
we have to um, um, evolve with the times. Because if there's one thing consistent in the kingdom of God, it's changed because it's ever growing, ever expanding. There will be no end to the increase of his government of peace. Therefore, we can't always keep doing what we've always done. We have to consider a shift in attention. Uh, I was talking to a pastor in California. I write about it in one of my chapters too, who was telling me that, um, that, that, that even the most faithful people in the church only come to church 1.8 times a month. Wow. But this is a trend across the board, right? If you're a mega mm-hmm. church, if you're a pastor here, you, you're familiar with those trends. This is not a new trend. <laughs> this has been happening for the last 10 years. We're now at 1.8. There is obviously yeah. a shift in attention where people are not willing to trade their time for what they're getting every single week because they find it's an uneven trade. And he asked me, how can you fix it as a marketer? And I said, I cannot fix it. Instead of manipulating people back in the pews to be part of a structure we once created, we have to consider what value do we bring to this community that makes people want to come back. Yeah. We need to look on the inside. We need ourselves the question, what needs to change in our models to continue to offer value to the people that they want to trade for that time? And uh, of, of course, COVID accelerated this whole process. And we went from 1.8 to ac- actually zero overnight. <laughs> and, and which presents us with a unique opportunity to start to reinvent ourselves around our specific gifts. All right. So then the third thing that we can learn is dysfunction. Now, I love what Dr. Chant always teaches. If you're not familiar with the teaching, he talks about this house, right? This is an aerial view of a house. And then he says, this is the 1.0 version of this house. And then over time, we decide to build a garage on this house. And then we say, well, if we have to go to the bathroom in the garage, we better build it here. And then we build a second top over here. And over time, all these different additions are being built while having the core of the house being this. And over time, we kind of forget why we added what we added. And the only way to get to the bathroom now is to walk around the house and do this, right? So we create dysfunction because we forget why it is we did what we did. Yeah. Now think about 2,000 years of church history. We've ended up with a monster (laughs) sometimes with all our adults. And we sometimes just forget why we're doing what we're doing. So... When in the days of Shamgar, it says people traveled on the byways, it talks about inefficiency. It talks about dysfunction. And we need to ask ourselves the question in this season, why do we do what we do? And is there a better way to do it? Yeah. Because there comes a point where we simply tear this down and rebuild something new that's more efficient. Mm. And there's so much of what we do as ministry leaders that's the result of years of building on, adding on, and it has resulted in inefficiency and dysfunctionality. There's a coffee shop next door that closes at two. And it always bothered me because I get hungry around 2.30. <laughs> and, and I'm always too late. So I, I decided to do some investigation and I said, why are, are they closing? Come to find out that years ago, when the son of the owners went to high school, 
they had to pick him up at two. He's already graduated. He's been done with college. <laughs> and, and, and they're still closing at two because that's how they've always done it. Right. And they didn't step back to think like, oh, now that my son's graduated, maybe we should stay up open till five. But so many things we do are the results of, of something at some point in time that's no longer being relevant. So we have to deal with dysfunction and ask the hard questions. Why do we do what we do? And is there a better way to do it? And that goes far because as a ministry leader, what are we doing? Hmm. We go to our list, or we do outreach, we do Sunday service, we do Wednesday connect group, we do, and we make a list. Yeah. Then we say, why are we doing these things? So now we add purpose to the activity. Mm-hmm. And then we need to ask, is there a better way to do it? I promise you, the result of that exercise is going to be shocking to you. That's good. Because we've forgotten the purpose of the activity in so many cases. And so that's good. what I learned from Shamgar. Last point. <laughs> Village life ceased. We need to focus on community first. Somebody said it already earlier today on this webinar. It's ultimately about the people. It's about community. But community and what it means to be a community changes from generation to generation. A community in the 50s was a little village with a church in the middle of the town with streets around it, with the baker and the grocery store. And my village life, my community, were the people in my village. I connected with them. I lived with them. I broke bread with them. I lived life with them. In the 90s and 2000s, my village life was no longer that. Hmm. My village life were the people I worked with, I went to school with, I played tennis with, but I might not even know my neighbor. Village life and community shifted. If you look at village life today, it's completely different. <laughs> There's communities online of people that they have never met that have become best friends. Village life ceases to exist if we're insensitive to those changes and when we don't recognize the change of patterns in what, it, what makes community community today. And I think we're, again, presented with a unique opportunity to evaluate what we do as ministries to create an atmosphere and infrastructure that facilitates an environment and climate for village life and community to happen, as opposed to continue with our old structures of dysfunction because we've always done it that way, right? I always joke about your traditional small group on Wednesday night. Who goes to your small group? Two groups of people. Group number one, the highly committed. Every church has them. They lead the small group. They're your leaders. They don't want to lead a small group, but because they're highly committed, they do it anyways, right? The highly committed. And then the second group is the socially needy, right? And then Mm -hmm. everybody in between, people that actually have a life, don't show up because they got better things to do. You know if you're a pastor that I'm right, I've been in that place, right? And, and they support each other. And then we say, we have these groups because we want community. We want village life. We want relationships. But I'm telling you, after six weeks of small group with the socially needy, with the single mom and the, 
and, and, the, and the, the 45 year old single guy that never got married, that lives in the mom's basement, sucking your attention as a leader. We all know that I'm speaking the truth. You know what I'm talking about. When it comes time to go to the movies, if that ever comes back, I'm gonna call my fellow home group leaders to join me to, the, to, to, the, to my outing on the weekend, not the people I'm supposedly been building relationship with for the last eight weeks, which again shows dysfunction and, and we forget why we're doing what we're doing. And we really need to evaluate and add purpose to our activity by asking the hard questions. So Shamgar, <laughs> the illusion of success, is our success or perceived success really success or is there more? Mm -hmm. Are we too easily satisfied? Our distribution, distribution. model, our structure of ministry, uh, need it be evaluated. Are we those old wineskins we quote on Sunday morning? We have to consider that. Uh, dysfunction, ask the question, why do we do what we do? And is there a better way to do it? And village life, what do we do to accommodate village life in 2020 that is relevant and on point for the people we're trying to serve. Uh, and that's what I took away. That's the prerequisite for marketing. Because if we don't get these things in order, our marketing only amplifies the lack of success, the wrong infrastructure, the lack of village life and community, mm -hmm. and the dysfunctionality in our ministry processes. And we don't want to do that. So there you have it. So good. Well, I think, Martin, you did an excellent job of, of bringing us in where I think everybody was leaning in. The, the chat is going crazy with people saying yes, yes, even laughing at some of the comments you're saying because sometimes the truth can be funny or even painful. But I, I love uh, because the angle that you come, uh, speaking of just marketing strategy, it's something that might seem um, in, in its core essence might not be spiritual in and of itself for those who are, who are church leaders maybe or ministry leaders but it, it can help us be that much more effective in ministry and in church if we think about this. I love what you just said about what are we doing? Why are we doing these things? And then can we do them better? And guys, this is what you can expect from the new book, Expand. Uh, um, Martin, I don't know if you want to say anything about, about the book and because I'm going to tell them the offer now, but is there anything else you want to add? I mean, I think the power of this book is really the different vantage point of the different consultants on the team. Uh, we're all very, very different. You can probably already tell, um, but that's what makes it powerful, right? Somebody said, hey, if you're, if, don't capitalize on your weaknesses, but find somebody whose strength is your weakness and partner with that person. Yeah. The Expand Consulting Group is exactly that. Uh, when I think about Mari, when I think about Jeff, when I think about Sam, uh, this is truly a dream team. Uh, these three guys are brilliant in areas that I really lack. <laughs> but that's, that's a holistic approach to organizational growth and development. And, um, you know, I think the offer that you just made is phenomenal. Um, you know, having access to four voices that each come from their own vantage point to help you yeah. develop your organization. Um, set up one-on-one on one coaching calls. I mean, pay for coaching these days, right? Yeah. That's a lot of money. We're going to be available to do that one-on-one coaching yeah. calls, limited, right? Because we're all busy, but every week we're going to have some limited slots available for that. Yeah. And then you're going to get resources in the mail every single month. I mean, just that, if it was just for that, that's a phenomenal offer that I think, you know, for $299 a year, 
that's, that's, you know, you, you don't that's, want to lose that. That's so good. Hey, we're going to be hearing from Pastor Maury Davis and also Dr. Sam Chand. We are on the Expand webinar, uh, the Expand uh, book, Expand, uh, uh, A Leader's Guide to Explosive Growth. Is there anybody on this chat that, you know, on this Zoom chat or even on the Facebook that says, I want to see explosive growth in my church, in my organization. I think we all want that as leaders. And so uh, let me just mention real quick, uh, you can go to helpingleadersucceed.com. The link is in the Zoom chat, uh, helpingleadersucceed.com. And here's the offer that we are making to you from the Expand Consulting Group. You can, not, uh, uh, you can get 30 free, uh, 30 days trial, 30 day trial of the Expand exclusive access 30-day trial obviously you're going to get the book uh, for free uh, um, there's two ways of approaching it you can do the 30-day trial right and then make a decision on what you want to do or you can just pay up front for your annual uh, uh, payment option which is going to also include a 15-part training course by Dr. Sam Chand called What's Shaking Your Ladder, uh, which is another added value. What, sh what can you expect? Martine just mentioned it. Interactive coaching calls on a monthly basis, online leadership resources that you will have access to, resources in the mail that we will surprise you with uh, every month, and then also uh, opportunities for one-on-one -on -one coaching, which will be on a calendar through the portal of this uh, Expand exclusive access. It's a no-brainer. If you ask me, it's a no-brainer. Uh, you're practically getting 50% off with this deal if you do this. So I, I want to highly encourage you, consider it. Uh, so we are continuing on with this Expand webinar with our third member of the Expand Consulting Group Dream Team. Uh, and before we get to Dr. Sam Chand, who's our fourth speaker, we are now going to connect with Pastor Maury Davis. He is a coach, consultant, pastor, teacher, uh, served as the lead pastor of Cornerstone Church in Nashville, Tennessee for 27 years. Uh, and he now travels the world coaching and consulting pastors, business professionals, and individuals on how to experience personal growth and how to take your church or organization to the next level. And what an honor it is, Pastor Maury, to connect with you. We have people from uh, different continents, different time zones connected right now. Pastor Maury, as the growth architect on the Expand Consulting team, tell us a little bit more about your role and your experience in regards to helping organizations grow. Virgil, thank you so much. And I appreciate you hosting this event. And I am honored that Dr. Chan invited me to be on this team with two men beyond him that I highly esteem. Uh, I have joined Dr. Chan in other countries with both men doing leadership and training and Sam Chan leadership events. Uh, and so it's just an honor to be here. And it's something that I came to believe in. And uh, one of the reasons that I moved from leading a church to coaching consulting is I believe that at this season of my life, I can help more people accomplish their dreams than I would accomplishing any further dreams in my own life. And so my son, who's actually on here today, still learning from Dr. Chan and his father, uh, has taken over the church and Cornerstone's doing a great, a great job. I'm here in Freedom uh, Church in Carrollton, Texas, North Dallas, where I did a consult yesterday. And so I wanna say thank you to Pastor Kendall Bridges and the t staff here at Freedom for turning on the lights in the sanctuary and uh, trying to help me get this done. You know, the first words the human ear ever heard were be fruitful and multiply. Mm. It wasn't be happy. 
It wasn't rest. It wasn't go exercise or go fishing. It wasn't even go to work. It was just be fruitful and multiply. So there's something in the heart of people that says, I want to accomplish more. Every person that is watching right now is watching not so that they can hear something that we want to say. It's so they can find something they need to get to the next level. There's something in leaders that say, I want to go forward. I want to accomplish something greater, bigger, more significant, more successful, more influential. And to do that, we all understand the phrase, you got to go for it. <laughs> but the underlying phrase that only makes that happen is you've got to grow for it. If you don't grow, your go won't get there. I didn't understand that. In 1991, I went to Cornerstone Church, a little church of about 200 people, and we began to grow. And for 20 years, I got my grind on. I drove that church. I drove my staff. I drove myself. I drove them to success and I drove them crazy. I drove them. But what Maury Davis did not do during that time is grow. I micromanaged people. I got up early. I stayed up late. So when I was leaving and Dr. Chen was there for my going away party, Martin and Jeff didn't care enough to come. And uh, they sang my song. I did it my way. And, and my way in 2018 was very similar to the same way I had in 1991. My way had worked for 20 years, and then I ran into a problem. And I ran into a problem because I didn't grow. Not because I didn't have passion, not because I didn't have potential, not mm -hmm. because I didn't have love for God and love for people. I got stuck after 20 years because I didn't grow during the season. And I tried everything you know. I tried prayer and fasting. I tried prayer meetings. I tried firing people and hiring people and firing those people and hiring other people. I ground on the staff. I griped at the staff. I threw fits. I battled with anger and depression. It was a horrible experience and until I finally came uh, to the end of myself. And I'm thinking, you know, looking back, it's like, what, what did I miss? Uh, you know, I had recognition in the city of Nashville. I mean, I couldn't go anywhere because of our TV show. We had a mega church, um, state Senate. I opened that all the time. I opened the state legislature all the time. I mean, God blessed me with influence and honor and recognition and all the accolades and all the stuff that comes with building a mega church. But there was something inside of me that was not satisfied with where we going because I was numbers oriented. So as the growth uh, part of this team, uh, I realized you have to move beyond the numbers. You know, you start at 200, you get to 300. You start at 500, you get to 1,000. And every time you get to that next benchmark, you go, now I've arrived. If you are a person that heard the voice of God, be fruitful and multiply. Well, if I'm here, I'm still called to be fruitful. If I'm here, I'm still called to multiply. And so if everything happens based on the numbers, that level of joy only happens until the next week when it either goes down or goes up. Yeah. And it just drives you nuts. So, I came to the place that I finally, I don't think I humbled myself. I, I, I think I was so busy fighting with the enemy, which was probably me, <laughs> but I didn't think about humility. I was humbled because yeah. I didn't know what to do. And so I went to Griffin, Georgia, my friend, Dr. Randy Valamont, who's gone on to be with the Lord. He was having a round table with Dr. Chan. I've been hearing about him. I just wanted to go see this Indian guy that I'd never met but I heard he was behind the scenes in so many churches. He was kind of like the human version of the Holy Spirit. He could only be in one place at one time, but he was in a lot of places affecting a lot of people. And I sat there and I thought, I'm going to hire this guy. Nobody told me what it cost. So I hired him and I said, would you come help me? I need to fix my church. And he came. And you know, he told me, I am going to fix your church, but I'm not working with your staff. 
I'm not really working with organizational structure. I need to help you think different because until we fix the leader, you're never going to fix the organization. And he realized I didn't go to conferences. I didn't go to seminars. My networking was very limited. And uh, so I asked him, you know, help me to break out of the mold because this is the way I was mentored and this is the way I think. And so he connected me to 10 pastors in different tribes, uh, South Africa, New Zealand, Ohio, Atlanta, uh, Dr. Jeffrey Smith. I mean, he introduced me to people and I brought them in to preach at the church. But what I really brought them in for is to watch their style and their content and then spend time with me. And I can tell you, some of them have become dear friends, uh, but some of it was challenging. You, most of us don't realize that we all develop institutionalized thinking. This is how I do it. This is how we do it. And this is our DNA. And that's all good. But what you used to do will not work. Uh, Dr. Martine spoke just a little bit of well. You know, when COVID came, how we did church changed. Now, whether you're able to make the change or you're just going to fall off the boat because the boat's turning, yeah. a change is happening. And so he takes me to, to New Zealand. And uh, he knows that I have no idea. I'm a suit and tie guy. My <laughs> choir's just now come out of robes. This is 2014. Uh, and I go to New Zealand. I'm the only person with a pair of leather shoes on in the whole church. They're tennis shoes, they're canvas shoes, they're whatever, they're flip-flops. <laughs> and I'm just looking and, you know, very few of us have on a sports coat. I mean, they got on T-shirts. And I'm standing there and I'm watching the worship. And then I look over at the drummer and the drummer's got on a pair of cut off blue jeans, a tank top hair that looks like he's the leader of a kiss song. And he's just <laughs> going nuts with flip flops on. And I melt down, not outside. I'm okay. But inside I'm thinking, Oh my Lord, what's the matter? And Dr. Chen looks at me and he says, are you okay? <laughs> and I said, that guy hadn't got a pair of pants on. He just got on shorts. His toes are sticking out of his flip-flops. He's wearing a tank top. His armpits are all hanging out. He said, it's okay. Well, I turned around and looked at the audience, which was a massive crowd. Paul DeYoung's church is an incredible church. And I've been a lot of churches where the front people at the front of the building, they're pressing into God during worship, and the rest of them are just waiting to get it over with. It's not relevant to them, or they're not getting it. But in this church, from the front to the back, everybody's, and so I'm having to say, I don't like this. This violates everything I've learned. But God's working with yeah. a generation of people. I'm losing. And it began to break down the institutionalized thinking. And I fought for it. So that journey of breaking that down was critical. Uh, and it's an in interaction with people that we discover new ways, new dreams, new processes went through the process. And as I went through dream release or coaching with Dr. Chan and really began to read and focus on different thought processes, connect the different tribes. Uh, one of the things I determined is that I believe every person needs three people in their life. If you're in leadership, there are three people you need in your life. Now you obviously need the father, son, Holy spirit, but three human beings in your life. You need a counselor. Yeah. Being in leadership will beat you up. Martin made a statement about those people that just drain the life out of you. I mean, I call them sap sucking saints. They, they, I mean, you can be in a prayer line with 20 people. When you see that person coming, you know, this is going to be a drain. This is going to be a heavy lift. And you know, people talk, you know, you pray for them. I prayed for a lady one time 
And she said, I'm leaving the church. I said, why? She said, you don't pray very good. I thought, that's all I got. I mean, that's as good as it gets. You need a counselor. You need somebody to help get yeah. over the, the wounds and the bruises and the heartache and the soul mm-hmm. ache. And, and you need a challenger. Somebody that when you think you've done enough says, I think you could do more. Somebody that stretches you, that will not tolerate you giving something that's good when you've got something's better. You need a challenger in your life and you need a coach. You yeah. need somebody that helps you unlock the potential that is in you that you didn't know was in you, whether it's in new ways of thinking, new ways of moving, new ways of communicating. Coaches take people to the next level. I, when my son was uh, taking over the church and I asked him to do something for me and he's done it. I said, would you please not ever pastor again without a coach? If I was pastoring today, I would spend more money on a coach and a consultant for myself wow. and my staff than conferences or seminars or denominational meetings. The greater development, the closer you get to one-on-one in the house, the more fruitful you're gonna get in the community out of the house. Because the development in a conference, people come back and they've got two new sermons and two new ideas. That doesn't develop anybody. They're They're applying other people's things. And so, you know, if I was gonna say anything to people on this thing, before you start growing your organization, you need to get back into growing you and growth is painful. If it doesn't hurt, it's not growth. Yeah. If it doesn't challenge, it's not growth. If it doesn't push you, it's not growth. And then staff, you know, I don't know how many people I hired on my staff over 27 years. Uh, but I can tell you my hiring process was traumatic. How many times that I have expectations these people are going to be as passionate about this church as I am. These people are going to get to know yeah, my yeah. sheep the way I do. These people are going to be intentional. They're going to be on target. They're going to be on fire. They're going to be early to rise and late to work. They're, I mean, late, late to leave. They're going to be burning the candle at both ends. They're going to go crazy. They're going to be teachable and grateful they've got a job. They're going to be persistent and press on when somebody's got to stay in the hospital all night and you need to stay up there with them. And my expectations were totally unresolved frustrations. (laughs) There were people that stepped up, but there were some that I'm just thinking, why do I hurt? And because I always lived on first impressions because I didn't elevate the hiring process. Right. A first impression. And you know, a lot of people make a great first impression that are not greatly impression people. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people make a bad first impression Let's do that. There was a pastor at Calvary Temple Church in Irving, Texas, when I went to work there for Pastor George. And I'd not been in ministry, so I'm working as a janitor of the church when I'm 27 years old. I'm new, a lot of, long story short, just got to say. So, Pastor George is articulate, illiterate. I mean, this man is a brilliant leader. But his, his associate pastor was Jack Pruitt, and I didn't know Jack, but he was flamboyant. He always had on a red sports coat, you know, stuff coming out. He was that guy. But Pastor George would go up there and he would speak with clear diction. Well, the first time Jack Pruitt took the offering, I, I thought, what's happening? Because he, he was a classic Oral Roberts type Pentecostal communicator. I'd never heard one. And God has said to you today. <laughs> and I'm thinking, that's not how the pastor talks. What you know, you didn't talk like that at lunch. And so I thought, man, that guy's not got a first impression. But five years later, that man had become a man that I wept when I said goodbye to him. Mm. Because 
when I got to know the person that I didn't have a good first impression of, I thought he was dramatic. I discovered a man that loved people, a man that loved God, a man of generosity that very few people I've been around have ever equaled. Uh, he took that little janitor and he would take me out to eat. He took that little janitor and bought me a suit. He took that little janitor and gave us money when I got married to my wife. He was a man of incredible generosity. And so many times I've hired on first impressions. And then what I did is I hired them and I didn't create a development process. I created a micromanagement process. It's a lot easier to manage people than develop them, but it's far less fruitful. And it will get you to the place, you may do it for 20 years, but at some point, if you don't move from micromanagement to developing people, they're gonna get stuck. And then empowering people, truly letting people say, this is your job, go do it. If you need resources or what do you need, we've equipped you, we've resourced you, we've developed you, we've trained you, whatever the case may be, go do your job. I didn't do good at that. And the third thing in growth is the constituent, the congregate, the customer. Mm -hmm. I'm at churches all over the nation that they're inbred with the staff and disconnected from the congregation. Mm. This is who we are. Well, we say whosoever will with our words, but we say not you with our delivery, the mm -hmm. product we're delivering. And we minimize the effectiveness by ignoring what the customer wants. Mm. You know, Martin talked about community. Right now in COVID, they want a good Sunday morning experience, but they're hungry for community. Yeah. And I, I told some pastors, I think God used this to set us back to pastoring people not having a Sunday morning experience. I think we actually went back to being the church and loving people and talking to people. So my passion is to help people grow in their personal life, in their staff development, and in their congregational influence. That's what I do. And I am honored to be on this team with three great guys. That is so good, Pastor Moore. Thank you for unpacking uh, just what a great lesson. I think that the, the chat here in, in this Zoom, live Zoom webinar has been going crazy uh, um, with every line you were saying because there was so much value there. Uh, for everybody who's connected, maybe you just connected recently, we are in the Expand webinar and Pastor Maury, uh, Pastor Maury Davis is the growth architect on this Expand consulting group. And you know, something that you said, Pastor Maury, really caught my attention. I'm a pastor's kid. And so my, my father, you know, my parents are the founding pastors of our church here in South Florida. Uh, in 2015, I took the lead and, and we relaunched our church. And, you know, in conversations with him and even, even as I kind of evaluate, he did so many things that were so amazing for the kingdom. And the one area that I think could have helped them even more that I've learned from people like Dr. Sam and, and people like yourself that are teaching this is just having somebody in your corner. You mentioned having a, a counselor, having a challenger and having a coach. These are, these are roles that are so significant. Um, and, and so thank you, Pastor Mori, for sharing some of your insight and, and your expertise. And, and are you looking forward to, to this new, uh, uh, this new expand consulting group opportunity? <laughs> Yeah, you know, anytime that I get to join together with great people and take people that maybe are where I was, you're, you're not quitting, but you're stuck. And help them break through and have that aha moment that I can still yeah. do something great. I can still make a difference. I can still do things different and make a greater impact. I'm going to add value to people's life. I, yeah, I am beyond excited. I, you know, this team uh, together, had I had this team at about my 15-year mark, uh, I wouldn't have got stuck at my 20-year mark. 
And yeah. the bottom line, the problem is most people don't ask for help until yep. they're already in a crisis. And if we could recognize, fix it before it happens is always less damaging, less painful. So good. Thank you, Pastor Mori, for uh, your insight. By the way, everybody, Pastor Mori wrote uh, three chapters in this book as well. Expand, the leader's guide to explosive growth. He is the growth uh, architect on the Expand team. Let me just share this offer, and we're going to get to Dr. Sam Chand in a few moments here, who's going to bring some amazing teachings, going to answer some great questions here. Um, the offer, you can find it at helpingleadersucceed.com. It's in the live chat here in the Zoom. Even if you're on Facebook, check it out, helpingleadersucceed.com. What's the offer? We're, we're inviting, inviting you to consider two options. You can do the 30-day trial option, 30-day trial of expand exclusive access, um, or you can just go ahead and go to the annual uh, subscription, the annual commitment. I'm going to just say this is a no-brainer, and Pastor Mori just mentioned if you invest in having voices, voices of experience, voices that are farther down the road, voices of a, of, a, of a counselor, voices of a coach, voices of a challenger, that's what the uh, Expand Consulting Group exists for. This is a new group, and they want to be there to help you, consult you, coach you, challenge you on this journey. And if you go for that annual option right away, there's a couple of offers and values that, that are you got to take advantage of now. No brainer. Here it is. You're going to be getting the book expand for free. You're also going to have. You're also going to be able to access the 15 video "What's Shaking Your Ladder" masterclass by Dr. Sam Chand. You're going to have through this offer. You're going to have interactive coaching calls every month. You're going to have online leadership resources. You're going to have resources in the mail, which are going to surprise you and bless you every month. You're going to have one-on-one -on -one coaching opportunities through the portal. For those of you who go for this annual subscription, I would say do it now. You might even want to invite a pastor friend or another uh, leader of an organization to, to take advantage of this offer. Share this link. Okay, don't keep it for yourself. This is a good thing. And we want at Expand Consulting Group to reach more people. Again, if you want to just go tiptoe in the pool, you know, you can go for the 30-day trial and uh, no questions asked if you want to just cancel that after the 30 days. If not, you'll be continuing on. I highly suggest dive in headfirst. This could be the difference between your organization growing uh, and in an explosive way as opposed to uh, maybe staying stuck where you've been for a while. So thank you, Pastor Mori, for your time with us. Uh, we're going to transition now to Dr. Sam Chand. Um, uh, needless to say, uh, Dr. Sam has in been investing in leaders and pastors and organizations and churches for so many years uh, based on his experience and so many branches of the Sam Chand universe that are currently making an impact. Somebody recently was writing in the chat, you know, does this converge with Sam Chand Leadership Institute? And listen, there's a lot of branches to the Sa Dr. Sam Chand world, but this is a new branch and it's Expand Consulting Group. Again, we really motivate you to check it out. Check out the link at helpingleaderssucceed.com. Dive into the annual subscription. It's going to be worth it because every month it's going to be new resources. And you're going to have access to Leadership Gold with Pastor Maury Davis, Pastor Jeff Scott, Martine Van Tilburg, and of course, Dr. Sam Chand. So Dr. Sam Chand, the time has come. One of the four amazing authors of this uh, book, Expand, and obviously uh, spearheading a lot of this uh, leadership uh, uh, um, uh, development nowadays. I've been blessed by so many resources. And so Dr. Sam Chand, it's a pleasure and an honor to have you here with us. Uh, we've already enjoyed some time with Pastor Jeff Scott. We've enjoyed some time with Martine. We've enjoyed some time with Pastor Maury Davis. And 
now it's time to connect with Dr. Sam Chand regarding his contribution in this book, Expand, and also uh, his role uh, in Expand Consulting Group, where uh, it's just really a practical leadership perspective. Dr. Sam, thank you for being here with us today. We can't wait to, I can't wait to get into some of these questions with you. Um, how are you feeling? Are you ready to connect with our audience today? I'm, I'm ready to go, but I think Martin is asleep at the wheel right now. Uh, uh, he doesn't have my picture up, so here we go. I think he's doing something back there. Uh, I am, Sam, I'll mention something really quick while, while they get your picture up. Um, here we go. One of, the things, one of the things that I've been so encouraged, uh, Dr. Sam, is just seeing my own leadership grow having someone like, having a voice like yours as a mentor, as a coach, even at long distance, you know, just, just through the teachings, uh, it's really been a blessing. And I know that some people are going to be able to tap into everything that God's put on your heart because your desire is, is to equip the next generation of leaders to help the current generation of leaders uh, and really add value helping others succeed. So, uh, you know, I just can't wait to, to get into this, you know, talking sp specifically about culture. You know, the, the worst part about being the last speaker is that everything that could have been said has already been said. <laughs> so there's not much left for me to say, but I am reminded of the words of Jesus, that all those who came before me were robbers and thieves. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, just want everyone to know uh, where we're coming from. But it is an honor and delight to do this debut of uh, my expand uh, leadership consulting group, and we've heard from uh, uh, Jeff Smith, who talked about organizational health. We heard from Martine about organizational marketing. We heard from Maury Davis about uh, organizational growth. And I think I want to talk about three short things very, very quickly. Uh, one is your systems and structures. The other is your culture. And uh, the third one is how to exit gracefully from the present assignment that you have on your life. So Virgil, is that sound good? Uh, do you want to take anywhere with that? Or Yes, I do, because I think uh, systems and structures is one of the things that you have such a great grasp on and your teaching is so insightful and relevant. So here's my first question, because I know people Want, need to hear the answer to this question. So many leaders are frustrated, and I'll speak for myself. I've gone through moments of frustration unhappy with the current growth rate or size of the organization or the speed at which things are happening. Why are so many organizations stuck where they are? Well, uh, whenever I'm calling to consult an organization, I look at few fundamentals, few vitals, you know, all everything has vital signs to it. For example, if you broke your hand and you went to the emergency room, uh, even though your hand is dangling, even though your hand is broke, uh, the doctor's still going to take your blood pressure. The doctor's still going to take your temperature. There are certain vitals that you take. And one of the vitals that I take early on is processes. And what I have found is that churches and uh, for-profits, uh, CEOs of companies will uh, agree with me that their systems are antiquated. What, how they did things and where they're going, the structures are antiquated. And, we, and, and I'll, I'll talk about the different system structures in just a moment. But the whole notion of uh, do you have the right things to hold what you have? So uh, uh, I, have, I have a, a cup of water in my hand right now, but this cup of water will never hold a gallon. It will never hold a gallon. Now there's nothing wrong with this cup that I'm holding in my hand. 
it, it is not leaking, it is clean, it is totally just fine, but it will never hold a gallon. But if I want to hold a gallon, then I'll have to have a system, a receptacle, something that will be able to hold that gallon. And therefore, when I look at organizations very, very quickly, I see, hmm, they could not handle what they really are praying for. They could not handle what they are marketing, your systems and structures. I, I, I know of big companies that have had major sales and their websites crashed. I remember, I remember doing, a, and, and Martijn, um, uh, uh, the marketing genius, was uh, the one who organized that for me. We were doing uh, a webinar virtual one time, and we uh, bought space on Zoom for maybe, we said, well, if we get 2,000 people, we'll be good. <laughs> Thousand people came to that party and crashed <laughs> our systems. So most organizations I work with have not updated what they do, how they do it. They have not updated the systems and structures and, and therefore uh, they get what they are organized to do. I'm gonna get, tell you again, you will succeed to the level you're organized to receive that success. Hmm. It's as simple as that. You, if you have an acre of ground, you can build only this much on that acre <clears throat> of ground. And so most organizations, so let me say it another way, and then I'll throw the back at the ball at you, Virgil. Most organizations are getting what they're organized to get. Yeah. Let me say that again. Most organizations are getting what they're organized to get. And so it has to do with your organizational systems and organizational structures. So good. You know, it's funny that you said what you said, because I remember early on when I was first taking the leadership of our church, I remember praying, Lord, why are we not seeing the growth? And I felt, I felt almost God responding to me saying, I am not going to send you sheep to neglect because we didn't have the system structure. So here's the next question. Cause I, I remember, I remember in my leadership journey going to sleep. Okay. Sis, Dr. Sam Chan talks about systems and structures. We need systems and structures. What's the difference practically speaking between systems and structures? So I wrote extensively about that in my book, Bigger, Faster Leadership, Bigger, Faster Leadership, published by Thomas Nelson Harper Collins, in which I talk about the difference in systems and structures. So I'll make it real, real simple. <clears throat> I'll take the entire two, three chapters and do it in the next 90 seconds. So if I go to any organization, I will see a flow chart. I'll see a diagram. There's a box here and the boxes are here and more boxes here. There are, there are boxes there. So an organizational structure, uh, uh, an organizational flow chart without any names in it, without any names in it is known as a system. Mm -hmm. When you put names in there, it becomes a structure. No names, it's a system. You don't <laughs> care who's in that box. You don't have any names, any personalities, any histories, any proclivities, anybody you like, dislike, tolerate, celebrate. You have none of that. That is a system. You start putting names in there because the structure. The challenge, Virgil, is that in most cases, we end up talking about structure and not the system. So if I was to come to your staff meeting, if I was to come to your executive meeting, my guess is 90% of your time is spent on people in the boxes, not on the box. Hmm. You're not asking the question, do we even need this box? We had this box in 2017. Here we are sitting at this time in, in our longevity, in our life, 
do we even need that box over there? No one's talking about how that box may need to be expanded. No one's talking about how we can take two boxes, put them together. Nobody's talking about uh, how do we elevate it or demote it or stag. We, no one's talking those questions. Everyone or 90% of your conversations in your meetings are about people in the boxes. So you're having structural conversations, not systemic conversations. You know what we do? We just keep moving people around. That's what we do. <laughs> or we take this box and move it from under this person, which would be another person conversation, from under this person and move this box and this person to under this person, hoping that they'll be more productive over there. Listen, if I am inefficient, incompetent in this box, just because you move me to the <laughs> other box doesn't meet me, make me competent or efficient. So, Back to the different structure, systems and structures. And I want to say to every leader watching me right now, no matter which continent you are on right now, if you do not change your systems, your structural changes make no difference. So stop wow. moving people around on the chessboard. Hmm. Ask yourself the question, do we even need this box? Do we need more boxes? Do we need to merge boxes? If you have systemic conversations, you can help your structure after that. I don't want to go on, but that's enough on that. <laughs> I, remember, I remember hearing from you on this subject saying that systems has a lot to do with the processes while structures has to do with the people. That helped me really dig it in. Um, let's transition now to culture, Dr. Chand, because uh, another one of your chapters in this book, Expand, uh, a Leader's Guide to Explosive Growth, you also talk about culture. Now, the culture of an organization can be anywhere on a spectrum from, you know, healthy and inspirational culture to stagnant culture to unhealthy, toxic culture. Why is changing the culture of an organization so difficult? Because if we're honest, we might not be at that healthy, inspirational culture, but why is it so hard to get there? Because culture is entrenched. Culture becomes ingrained. Uh, in my book, Culture Catalyst, I talk about the definition. It's just my definition. So uh, take it, leave it, like it, don't like it. But that's my definition of culture. Culture simply is, this is how we do things here. Yeah. This is how we do things here. So if you are part of a church, you, you walk into the church, there's culture facing you. How they in, invite you, how they are friendly, not friendly, seating, not seating, the way everything, it is ingrained. And then everyone is, gets used to their culture, so no one is even asking the culture question. Because never ask the fish, never ask a fish the taste of water. Because the fish lives in that culture. The fish does not know the taste of water. So when you are visiting an organization, when you're going to an office, when you're going to a business, when you're going to a church, you immediately notice the culture. You're not a culture consultant, but you immediately Notice yeah. the culture of the place where the people who are there uh, see it, smell it, live it, drink it. They, it is part of who they are. And that is why changing the culture, because you're trying to show people what they don't see. You are yeah. trying to have people smell stuff they cannot smell. And therefore, it takes an outside eyes, the eyes of a consultant who can come in and say to you, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm noticing. And you know what I found in my years of working with churches on culture? Once you make it clear for them, they say, ah, we see it now. Why didn't we see it earlier? I don't know. 
All I know is you cannot see the culture of a place from the inside. Wow. Uh, Pastor Maury talked about the, the staff versus the people we are serving. And, and so often we become, we are there to serve ourselves and, and we drunk our own Kool-Aid. We are happy with ourselves. We are impressed with ourselves. We are, we are yeah. always saying, I do that. I do that. Yeah, we're doing good. Yeah, everyone's giving them the high marks on everything, but it takes an outside eyes. And that is the benefit of what we're doing with Expand. With Expand, we have people like Martine who can come and say to you, you got a great message. How can we help you take it further? You can yes. have someone like Jeff Smith who can come in and say, hey, you, you're healthy, but you can get healthier. The healthier you are, the more you can grow. Uh, Je Maury Davis can come in and say to yourself, here are the three things. If you were to just uh, tweak those, if you were to change those, a system here, a structure there, you can grow. But it takes outside eyes to be able to see the culture. And that's why it's so difficult to change the culture of a place. So good. Hey, everybody, the Expand Consulting Group is offering the exclusive access, Expand Exclusive Access, where you're going to have access on a monthly basis to amazing resources, including this power-packed dream team of Expand, which includes Dr. Sam Chan. Um, um, if you haven't done it yet, you can go to that offer, helpingleadersucceed.com. I think, Dr. Sam, that somebody would be crazy not to consider the annual, you know, the annual option, which comes with a lot of other things. Okay, I want to continue this culture conversation because I think a lot of people are going to benefit from this. You use uh, the letters in the word culture as an acronym for seven keys of culture in an organization. Can you unpack those for us? Absolutely. So before I do that, because I know there are people from all over this planet, <laughs> from uh, Ecuador to Botswana to Nigeria to Philippines, and, and there are different languages that are spoken there. So what I'm about to say, in English, it translates really cool, <laughs> but in other languages, uh, uh, Virgil, as you would know in Spanish, for example, it does not translate that easy. So right. with that disclaimer, and first of all, thank you for all over the world being part of this great yeah. expand debut. I am. I was looking through the chat there. In fact, if you have not done that right now, if you go to the chat button and just tell us where you're from. Where are you from? I'm from yeah. Lagos, Nigeria. I'm from Johannesburg, South Africa. I'm from Delhi, India. I'm from uh, Manila, Philippines. I'm Tokyo. Uh, Japan. I'm from Melbourne, Australia. I'm from Auckland, New Zealand. Just tell us that. It does encourage us to know that people from all, the entire planet are watching us right now. So, uh, you know, all, all the places. So I see them coming and that is so exciting. So let me get to your question now. Sorry about digressing. Let me get that question now. I'm just an old man. I digress all the time. Come on, brother. Do it. <laughs> so culture. C-U-L-T-U-R-E. Seven alphabets. I'm going to take probably 10 seconds on each one of them. Let me give you all seven and then do 10 seconds on each one of them. C stands for control. U stands for understanding. L stands for leadership. T stands for trust. U stands for unafraid. R stands for responsive. And E stands for execution. E stands for execution. Maybe somebody from our team can drop that in the chat line so that people don't go hyperventilating uh, I know some of you OCD people say, I missed number four. I wanted the number four. So let me give them to you again uh, as I talk about each one of them. Control, C stands for control. Who is really in control? What are the bottlenecks? Who are the gangs roving around in your organization? Who really makes the decisions? Who is in control? C. 
you sense of understanding that everyone understand your vision your mission and not only that do they understand why you do what you do the motivation behind it full understanding more understanding greater fulfillment yep c u l stands for leadership you do three things in leadership you discover develop deploy discover develop deploy and the second thing i want to say on leadership is how mm -hmm. are the established present leaders inviting embracing welcoming new leaders because i've seen a lot places where the old guard the old leaders will resist and push back against the new emerging leaders so c stands for control u stands for understanding l stands for leadership t stands for trust trust is the adhesive that holds everything together i define trust as a feeling a feeling a feeling not a fact a feeling based on repeated reality repeated reality so trust is everything about trust you are on this uh, line watching us right now simply because you trust us if you didn't trust us you wouldn't be on this line it's it's as simple as that trust is a currency in which we transact all human activity it's all about trust trust is the strongest leg of the culture seven pieces let me keep going control understanding leadership trust the next u stands for <clears throat> afraid jeffrey smith talked about hot hot conversations honest open and transparent conversations because in a fearful converse, uh, uh, culture there's no innovation there's no creativity there's no new ideas people are scared people try to uh, are threatened easily they are passive aggressive they try to uh, keep their own territories so you want uh, a culture that is unafraid r stands for responsive 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 are people getting back you don't have to be the best you got to be the fastest are you responding to emails are you responding to text messages are you responding to whatsapp are you responding my team that is on this call right now is highly responding they're responding to everything and if they don't have the answer do you know what they're saying to you we don't know it right now let me find out let me get back to you so responsiveness hi i just don't understand leaders who think that uh, they if they send out an email they want a response right away but you can send them an email and it looks like 5 days later they wake up to oops i forgot oh it went to junk mail well chuck but if things go to junk mail check your junk mail it's not that difficult i do it all the time and finally this e e stands for execution this is what i found in organization after all is said and done usually more is said than done so you got to figure out the three questions who does what by when when does what by when execution things have to happen last thing i want to say about this virtual just because you made a decision does not mean it's going to happen there's a big gap between decision making and execution <clears throat> every leader is nodding their head off their shoulders right now why do you have to chase people down why do you have to remind them why do you have to cajole them why do you have to appease them why do you have to beg them why do you have to threaten them because a decision was made but execution was not done and the gap between decision making and execution can be huge well let me just stop at that let them throw the ball back at you uh, virgil <laughs> hey everybody on the zoom live chat of this expand webinar if you're having a good time i want you to put there expand with
exclamation point. We love to see the interaction. Uh, we're coming to the last part of uh, our time with uh, Dr. Sam Chan. Let me just mention, uh, 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 Dr. Sam, I, I wish I could put you in a pocket, Pastor Maury in a pocket, Pastor Jeff and Martine in another pocket and carry you with me everywhere I go. I know that's not physically possible, but the expand exclusive uh, access gives that possibility virtually. We can have you in our pockets as consultants, as coaches, as people who are helping us to grow. And again, if you haven't seen that offer, uh, it's the helpingleadersucceed.com. Share that link with your, with your leaders. Go to it and sign up for the annual subscription for the, the Expand Exclusive Access, where you can have these amazing leaders in your pockets, so to speak, and glean from their experience. I want to talk about this last section, Pastor uh, uh, Dr. Sam, because this is the third chapter in your contribution to the book, Expand, which is about graceful exit, something that most people never think about you know, in their journey. And, it, and sometimes by the time they do think about it, it's too late. And so here's the question. Uh, um, what's the hardest part of stepping out of, of the current position, in some cases, the lead leader position? What's the hardest part of that? Hardest part is, that, let me give you two answers on that. Hardest part is most leaders think they are never going to go away. Let me say this to all leaders. You could be CEO, executive director, president, pastor, whatever your title is. You will leave. Either you're going to leave on your own two feet or eight grown men are going to carry you out, but you will leave. And I think uh, every leader day one should start thinking about their successor. My story, uh, day one, when well, I was president at a university in Atlanta, day one, July 1st, uh, 1989, day one. I met the janitor of that president of that uh, university day one. My last day, December 31, 2003, same janitor was not the president of the university. I started my succession plan on day one. Whoever you are, you might be thinking, I'm only 35. You need to have a succession plan now. All of us on this consulting group, expand group, can help you with your succession plan, with your transition plan. So number one reason uh, is people think they're gonna stay there forever. Number two is it becomes part of their identity. If not this, then what's next? What am I gonna do? This is all I know. This is, all, I've been making this widget, whatever that might be. I have been baking this pie. <laughs> I've been pastoring this church. I've been leading this organization. This is all I know. So this becomes part of our identity. So it becomes very difficult because people are not just transitioning from what they are doing. They're transitioning from who they are. And that's a huge, huge, huge difference there. And as uh, expand consultants, we come alongside you. Listen, you don't want to do this by yourself. I've been doing this for over 30 years. You don't want to do this by yourself. You need somebody alongside you who can walk with you and walk you through the uh, the different and difficult places that you're going to walk through. Dr. Sam, I remember um, when I met you in Bogota, Colombia, 
we shared a, a car together to the airport really early in the morning. And I remember you asked me a little bit about my story. I told you I was a pastor's kid. I took over the leadership, you know, uh, of, of the church that my, my father planted many years ago. And then you told me some, some things that you've learned about this. And one of the things you, you uh, talked about is so valuable. And I know it's, it's part of this, this aspect of exiting gracefully, right? How can a predecessor or an exiting leader help to promote a smooth transition for his, his or her successor or the entering leader while still in charge? In other words, while still in that position of leader, how can the, the exiting predecessor smoothen out the path for the entering successor? That's a great question. And I think a lot of things go awry because of that. So the, let me give you the key word around everything is built. The key word is honor. Hmm. Honor. Let me say that one more time. It is the two sides of the same coin. That means the leader who is exiting or transitioning, not necessarily exit, just transition to another location in that organization. So as you are transitioning or succeeding or exiting, you honor the person coming in. Don't devalue them. Well, you know, they have got years to grow. Yeah. We say things in passing that become patronizing. So don't do that. On the other hand, if you're coming into the organization, always honor. You will never go wrong with honor. In the mm. midst of your greatest challenge, always recognize and honor your predecessor. You didn't make this place. Somebody else has paid the price. And so honor them in that. And that is what, Pastor Virgil, the greatest gift that both parties give to each other is honor. And the last thing under that is, and that sets the culture that says the culture of the house to honor up, honor all around us. And therefore, no one is found in the tension of if we honor our new pastor, if we honor our new leader, are we dishonoring the other one? Or if we honor them, are we dishonoring them? Because everyone is honoring everybody and that makes that transition much more easy than if there's some kind of... Uh, I'm here to change everything. Uh, that can be very dishonoring. Uh, if you're going to change things, everyone's going to change something. But you don't have to do that today. On day one, honor everybody up and around you. So that's... Amazing time, Virgil. Virgil, you are a great leader too. And thank you for being part of the Expand team. It's not just uh, four of us right here, but you are as much a part of the expanded team. And there are many people watching us right now saying, if we had someone like Pastor Virgil who could speak 18 languages and who looked that good and, and who could ask incisive questions and who was brilliant on his feet, what we do. So there are some who might want to reach out to you and say, can you train our team? And that'll be an amazing opportunity. Before I go away and you take over Virgil, I want to thank uh, Martine, I want to thank Jeff, I want to thank Maury, I want to thank you, Virgil, for being part of the Expand debut. And I want thousands of you who are watching me right now, thousands from so many countries and so many states and cities in the United States, I want you to know the only reason we're expanding, uh, debuting Expand is one reason, because we believe you can grow. We believe that you know that you can grow. We believe that not only do you know you can grow, God has anointed you to grow. And we simply want to come alongside you 
take none of the credit and help you achieve the dreams that you have for you. And that is why we call it expand. So good. Uh, thank you, uh, Dr. Sam. What, you know, you always bring great value. If there's something that I know is that Dr. Sam never disappoints and his team never disappoints. Uh, Martine, uh, Pastor Jeff, Pastor Maury, what, what an awesome uh, webinar this has been. Everybody who's connected right now, we know that you have been at value has been added to you. And again, Dr. Sam, thank you for taking some time to just unpack some of these things, which are again in the book. They're in the expand a leader's guide to explosive, boom, explosive growth. That's what we want to see in your church, in your organization, in your ministry. We want to see you take it to the next level. And so the Expand Consulting Group has put out an offer that I must say is irresistible. It's a no-brainer. It's the Expand Exclusive Access. Now you can either Dip your toes in with a 30-day trial uh, and go to that today by going to helpingleadersucceed.com. The link is there on the live Zoom chat. Um, or you can just dive head first saying, I need a coach, a challenger, a counselor. I need some people in my corner that have more advice and can help me on this journey. You can dive in for the annual subscription option, which is going to give you access to having the book for free, the Expand book for free. You're going to be able to get... Uh, interactive coaching calls on a monthly basis with these amazing leaders where you're going to be able to have online leadership resources uh, that you can access, which are going to be incrementing and growing as we go. You're going to have resources in the mail that we're going to surprise you with. I mean, every month, every month you're going to have a new book or a new resource in your hands. And then also one-on-one -on -one coaching opportunities with the dream team of expand uh, consulting group. Um, this is a no brainer because all of us need this, especially at a time like this if you do it today if you do it now from up front with the annual uh, um, option you also get access to the 15 video what's shaking your ladder masterclass with dr sam chan those masterclasses never disappoint they are always bomb and you learn and you grow and you can share that information and that leadership information with your team uh, so again uh, it, it, it's almost a 50% discount if you do this. If you jump into the annual subscription, uh, man, you're going to have access to great resources. And I think this is only going to get better as we go. I said a little earlier, I wish I could take Dr. Sam in my pocket, Martime in another pocket, take uh, uh, Pastor Jeff and Pastor Maury. Well, you can't take them physically with you everywhere you go, but you can have access to them through this expand consulting exclusive access option. Do the 30-day trial if you're still thinking about it. You can cancel it after 30 days, no questions asked or just jump in head first. It's going to be amazing. Uh, Dr. Sam, anything you want to say before we uh, close off this uh, amazing expand webinar? I want to speak to all the leaders online right now. You are a leader. You're a good leader. You're doing amazing things. You may not have all the resources, but you are doing incredible things with the resources available to you right now. And I just want to affirm you in your leadership. Don't let anybody put you down because your assignment did not come from them. Your assignment came from a totally different source. Your assignment brought with it all that you need to make your dream come true. Sometimes, we need somebody else to come alongside and help us. So when we bring expand consulting group to you, that is not to say you don't have it. 
that is to affirm we are coming to you because we believe you have it and because you have it we want to be part of your journey it's as simple as that we want to be part of your journey we want to stand on the sidelines and we want to cheer you on we want to encourage you on we want to affirm you we want to be the wind beneath your wings we want to be the roots that will help you go deep and wings that will fly high we want to be the people who will speak life into you we want to be your petrol or gas station that you can get a refuel on and refreshing from we want to be that voice in your life now we are not just another consulting group we are people who really believe in you if you believe enough in yourself let us know how we can help you virgil has told you how you can help yourself do contact us because the only reason we are help here is to do one simple thing help you succeed that's what the expand group is all about that is amazing that is wonderful thank you dr sam as always so much value everybody we're so grateful that you took this time uh, and, and shared with us we know that this was an investment of time and uh and we don't take that lightly but we think that it's worth it. This is time well spent, well invested. If we cause you to think about a few things in your leadership, we've done our job. But hey, there's so much more. Do not miss out on getting this book, Expand. Hey, it's free. Just, just do the 30-day trial, jump in, get your free book, enjoy something for 30 days. And if you don't wanna keep going, you can cancel it. But you might find the great value of having access to amazing world-class leaders that are gonna bring so much, uh, insight, so much experience, and amazing resources through the Expand Exclusive Access. We invite you to jump in for the annual subscription. Great values. Don't miss out. Go today. Sometimes, if you don't go today, you might miss it, so go for it. Share the link with a leader, a pastor, a friend. Share it with five people that you know. Uh, it's going to be an amazing opportunity to grow your leadership. We're so thankful. We're honored that you would take time to spend with us, uh, the Expand Consulting Group. We love you. Can't wait to see you in the future. Stay connected. Go to that offer. Ask questions. We're here for you and we want to see you grow. God bless you. And until next time. Wasn't that a rewarding, rich time of leadership, insight, and encouragement? To learn more about Expand and the offers you heard about today, head over to helpingleaderssucceed.com. To get more information on Avail and what we have to offer you as a leader, visit us at availleadership.org and availjournal.com. As always, thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail Leadership Podcast.